Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Chris Schubert. We're your hosts from the Draft Network. Chris Schubert pulling double duty, co-host and producer today on the podcast. Kyle is doing some uh, some tech stuff for the Draft Network on location. Not able to join us today, but Chris and I have you covered. We have a great conversation scheduled for you and of course, we're brought to you by Bet Online, the number one spot for all of your sports wagering information and needs. They've got it all. We've got the NBA Finals. We got the Major League Baseball season. Let's go Mets! Right, still a hot baseball team. You want to get in on some of that action? The NHL, the the big conference finals are happening there. Fights. They've got sports. Uh, the wagering stuff in terms of Vegas casino games, poker, football futures. Check it out over at Bet Online. It's an easy to use website. You can access it from your desktop or mobile device. And if you sign up today, we'll give you a 50% welcome bonus with our promo code BLEAV. That's B L E A V. That's got to be your first deposit. Check them out. It's Bet Online. It's where the game starts. And it's National Olive Day. Chris, happy, uh, happy Wednesday and National Olive Day to you. It, I'm, I'm glad that you told me what day it was because when there's a holiday that's on a Monday, it normally throws off my way of how I feel about the week. So uh, thank you for letting me know it is Wednesday. Do not like olives, so I'm out on National Olive Day. Not a fan. I figured there was going to be a take there because you, nobody's just like, oh, olives are okay. You no, love them or you hate yeah, them. I, they're bad. I'm an olive guy. I figured you wouldn't be. I'm guessing Kyle is an olive guy. Uh, don't know for sure, but um, I'm in on olives. It's you and I the next two days to let everybody know. Yeah. You and I are going to do this dance again uh, tomorrow. And what's so interesting to me is this morning you messaged me and you're like, hey, just you and me today, any topic ideas. And when you send me that, my immediate reaction is Joe's got something here. Joe's got something that he wants to present to me. He's like, I was thinking about this yesterday because that's how all the conversations start with you. You're like, you know, I was thinking mm-hmm. yesterday doing some stuff around the house. Boom, we should do this. And I was like, okay, I'll, let me do some digging. Let me look at some things. And then I didn't hear from you. And so then I was like, okay, maybe Joe doesn't have one of his big blockbuster ideas. But I found something because I had something in my back pocket. We did not do takes on takes. Less. Like you uh, you guys were uh, traveling for QB retreat. That's why we didn't have a Friday episode uh, last week. You guys were traveling for QB retreat. But we still got takes because we weren't sure if we were going to do takes on takes or not. And we got a take so good that it, it I think it's worth a whole episode. So shout out uh, to Michael Christopher, who tweeted this at me last week, because your take is, is now spawned an entire show concept today. And I will read the take, and then we can take it wherever we want to go, Joe. But he tweeted at us last week, five teams that picked in the top 10 in this year's draft will pick in the top five in next year's draft. So as you see, if you're watching the YouTube version, you see the title that I have here. We're going to look at this in a couple different ways. We're going to look at the teams that are best situated to get out, 
and the teams that may move around in the top 10. So we're going to look at this entire top 10, the entire top five uh, and see what we think, how, which teams can move up uh, and make themselves better or which teams we think are destined to to be picking a little bit higher in next year's draft. So very fun concept here. We have not talked a lot about where we want to go. So, Joe, I will let you kick us off here. Well, that's what makes the best conversations when we don't know where either person uh, stands on these these items. But I think the best thing we can do is let's go through this 2022 NFL draft, uh, the top 10 picks, and talk about each team in, in terms of whether we think they're going to stick in that top 10 or, or get out of there. And, and that leads us to the Jacksonville Jaguars, who prior to 2021 never owned the number one overall pick in the draft. In the last two years, they've they've picked number one overall, carrying a 3-14 and 14 record. Um, Vegas says that Jacksonville will have – well, they're setting the over-under at six wins. And so – if they win six games, they're back in the top ten, and that would represent a you know, a double. They double their win total, right? Their first year with Doug Peterson, Trevor Lawrence, year two, a, a roster that's better. I think we can debate the moves, right? They certainly overpaid for some of the players that they brought in, but it's a better team with a more experienced quarterback and a better coach. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to win more than three games. But will they win enough to get outside of the top 10? I don't think so. I think if you want to pick outside of the top 10, you better win seven-plus games. You need eight wins to be surely outside of the top 10. Okay. Can I can I try to contextualize this for us as we move sure. forward? When we talk about all these teams, I want us to answer two questions. One, is this team still going to be picking in the top 10? And if we answer yes. yes to that, if we answer yes to that question, in the spirit of the take from from Michael, he thinks there are five teams that picked in the top ten that are going to pick in the top five. So then we can ask ourselves Ooh. the question of do we think this team is going to be in the top five? Now Jacksonville picked one last year, so they would have to get all the way to six to not satisfy this take and not be one of those teams. So and I think the other important thing here, and I said this to you in the pre-show, Joe, is we also need to consider, if we're going to do this, are there teams that are going to come from outside the top 10 and enter into the top 10 conversation? A lot of different layers to this that I think we can evaluate as we go team by team. I agree with you that I think Jacksonville is a yes to still picking in the top 10. I think they're going to be improved in 2022. And then for the 2023 draft, they are going to be positioned Looking at the way the board played out last year, don't you feel that they feel very Atlanta-like, very Giants-like, very Seattle-like, that 7-9 to range that we saw from those teams a year ago? I feel like that could be where Trevor Lawrence in year two, Doug Peterson in year one, it feels like they could land. So they would stay in the top 10, but they would not be one of those teams that was in the top 10 that stays in the top five. So we're still searching for one. But if they get to seven wins, there's a chance that they're not in the top 10, but I think that's kind of their ceiling. I think they're a 5-7 to win team. This year, the Detroit Lions, and I'm very excited to have this conversation. I think this one is a fascinating thing to explore. Mm-hmm. A team that was very competitive last year, more so than people anticipated. Joe, I think it's fair to say they are a better team entering year two of Dan Campbell with this draft class than they were last year. Do we think that's fair? A million percent. They play in a division that there's an opportunity for them to get some wins, right? Chicago's not very good. Minnesota, depends on what you think of Kirk Cousins, depends on your outlook on Minnesota. And Green Bay, they still have Aaron Rodgers, but they did take a step backwards by losing Devontae Adams, and they're kind of reshaping what their offense looks like. This is a tough one 
Because I still think Detroit's going to pick in the top 10 ultimately because of quarterback play. But I could see a case where they're not picking in the top five, where they win enough games. And I, I don't know what Vegas has this number at. I'm not in, in tune to exactly six what and a half. Is. So they have them. So they have them the same as Jacksonville. Half half game more. That feels that feels about right. I I think. I mean, they're going to be competitive in almost every game they play all year long. This is because the way they're coached. Um, I think we're two for two on on teams picking. Staying in the top ten, I just don't. I feel like there's going to be a new top five, and I don't think Jacksonville or Detroit's going to be in it. I, I don't think Detroit's picking in the top five. I think this is a, a team that can win seven or eight games. To be completely honest with you, um, so I, I think they're outside of the top five. And if they get to seven or eight games, that means they're not picking in the top ten. I mean, I mean Joe, let's let's be let's be fair, right? We I, I don't think Jared Goff's the long term answer, but Jared Goff is a. And I mean this nicely for where Detroit's at. He's a game manager, right? Like he, he, he I mean, he's not. Mm-hmm. I mean, he can serve what they need him to be as a quarterback. They have offensive talent from an infrastructure perspective. DeAndre Swift, T.J. Hawkinson, Amon Ross St. Brown had a breakout second half. Jamison Williams is going to be on the field for this team at some point, right? They invested in the offensive line last year by getting Penny Sewell. And oh, by the way, you took Aiden Hutchinson with the number two pick in this year's draft as the anchor on your defense. They're they're not empty. Like when we talk about teams that are picking, I, I would say top three, sometimes we I think we assume that, oh, they're completely devoid of talent. Now we'll get to a team that's completely devoid of talent here in just a second. But... I don't feel that way with Detroit. Would would you agree with that? Yeah, I would agree. I like, especially where they've come in the in the trenches, both O line and D line. I think that's what really separates thing. Better weapons, uh, probably more comfort from Golf, a team that was competitive last year. Uh, a really exciting coaching situation in my mind. I think that this team is a borderline top ten not touching the top five type team this year. Now we move to Houston, and I think this is a team that we can say is going to going to be picking in the top 10, and I feel comfortable saying this is a team that's going to be picking in the top five. Like, I feel like we found one. I feel like this is a team that is, we can, we, one of those five spots we can give to Houston, right? I, I mean, they're going to, their quarterback play is questionable. <laughs> We've talked about some of the free agency things that they've done over the last two seasons. They have players in the building, but... They're basically running back the same roster that they did from a year ago. And I don't love the team going into this season. Like, they're going to give Davis Mills every opportunity to be their starter for the whole season. And I think very quickly what we're going to learn whether or not Davis Mills is the the answer for this team. And I don't think he is. And I I feel very confident saying that this is one of those teams that's going to be in the top five. So we found one. Yeah, I'm with you. I I like... Some of what this team did this offseason, especially their draft, like I can get behind their draft, but I don't think there's enough meaningful top-end talent on this roster. I mean, it's like uh, Laramie Tunsil and Brandon Cooks. What what else does this team have in terms of upper echelon NFL players? Uh, if there's any answer to that question, they're very young. Um, so I think that they're still a year away from being outside of this top-five conversation, but – if Houston's outside of the top five, I, I'd be quite surprised. So I think they're a top five lock in my in my view. 
And real quick, like, let's look at the two picks that they made in this year's draft, right? Like, there's always questions with rookies. You don't know how, how guys are going to fit. But the guy that they took it they took in last year's draft in Derek Stingley Jr., you know, there are injury concerns there, right? There's there's questions of can he be the player that he was a couple years ago, right? And then you have, you have Kenyon Green. So it's not like you got home run, can't miss, absolutely got to have guys. You got some guys with some question marks, right? And so that's the other thing that I think factors into this, that, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, kind of a known commodity, right? Whereas Derek Stingley Jr., a known commodity a couple of years ago, I think the jury's still out of what version of Derek Stingley Jr. you're going to get uh, this season. So, all right, we got one, and we're only on team three so far. So we got we to gotta pick up the pace, I feel like, a little bit. All right, New York Jets are next, uh, 4-13 and 13 last year. We had a conversation about the Jets at QB retreat, and you weren't there. And the, the question that was asked, and maybe you'll be happy with how we answered this, the question that was asked was, would you rather have the Jets roster or the Patriots roster? And Kyle it's and I Jets both roster. picked them. Oh, yeah, we both picked close. I don't the, think the Jets roster, the the part where it gets challenging when you think about the Jets and their ability to be a better team and a, a team that's not picking in the top 10, especially the top five. It stems from the coaching staff, right, which is still finding its way entering year two and um, showed some promise at times. But defensively, a team that underachieved and offensively, I, I think wasn't um, wasn't what they hoped in year one for Zach Wilson. So can their coaching take a step and can Zach Wilson take a step, right? That's that's kind of your X factor because what's what leads you to believe that the Patriots won't be picking the top 10 is not because they have a better roster. It's because you know that they can play winning football, right? That's what Bill Belichick has proven. And, and not that, you know, he's 70 and 79 without Tom Brady. So I, I'm definitely mindful of that, but I'm also mindful that he coached a 10-win team to – a, a rookie, uh, a ten team, a ten win team with a rookie quarterback to the playoffs last year, and I go back to their seven and nine team back in twenty twenty, which was awful in terms of talent and and what they had with, uh, you know, Cam Newton and whoever playing quarterback. So I have respect for their ability to win football games just because of their philosophy. So I need to learn if the Jets can do that, and I need to learn what type of step Zach Wilson is primed to take this year. So to me, the range of outcomes with the Jets makes me a little uncomfortable. I can see them being a four or five win team. I can see them being a seven or eight win team. So it's it's those own unknowns to me at this point that is going to tip the scales. And I, I don't know that I feel super solid in either direction. I, I mostly agree with what you said there, right? And I think their schedule has a large part to do with their range of outcomes. Their schedule in the first 10 weeks of the season is brutal. They are really going to show... Yeah. They are really going to show whether or not this is taken as a group, and if they've got this figured out. Um, the only, the only, the only place I push back, Joe, and I, I know you agree with this. I think giving Belichick the coaching credit for this season is a little tough, considering everything we're hearing about the way that they're constructing their coaching staff from an offensive yeah. perspective. And so, if you're going to be critical of the Jets being a young staff that is inexperienced, that you know is still finding their way you have to say the same thing about an offense that's going to be called by Joe Judge and Matt Patricia, right? That's the only place I'd push back. Yeah, Chris, I have massive concerns about that, but but I think just as a core philosophy of the script that we know that the Patriots are going to subscribe to, like I think that they can win an average amount of football games. That's fair. That's fair. No, I'm just saying. You I, know, I, 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 so I that's, think, 
the, the criticism goes both ways. And as long as you're going to criticize both ends, I think that's fair. I will tell you, if the Jets are picking in the top five next season, uh, the, the failure for Joe Douglas. And they will I, the, the seat will be hot. I'll say no to top five, but I'll say yes to top ten. I would largely agree with you. That That is okay. where I, I stand. You want to talk about the Giants? Because I think this is pretty Yeah, simple. let's... Let's do four and 13. I mean, expectations couldn't be lower. Um, new GM, new head coach. I like the direction. I just don't like this roster right now, particularly on offense where I'm underwhelmed by their skill players. I'm underwhelmed by their offensive line. I'm underwhelmed by their quarterback. I mean, they'll be aggressive on defense. I think they'll be a reasonable team on defense, but I think offensively they're going to take a lot of lumps this year. I think the Giants are picking in the top five in the 2023 NFL draft. You said it exactly the way that, that I feel about it. I mean, they're just so weirdly constructed offensively right now, right? You you have leftovers from an old regime, and now a new regime has come in as the GM and head coach. And I think you view this as an evaluation year. They did not pick up the fifth-year option on Daniel Jones. And I, my default in these situations is over the first three seasons of Daniel Jones' career, he hasn't shown me that oh my God, this is a can't-miss quarterback in this league. And so my default is is that he's not just going to all of a sudden do that this year. Now, he could very easily prove me wrong. He's got the coaching staff, I think, to be able to do that. But I'm going to default to what I've seen over the last three seasons, and that makes me think the the Giants are picking inside the top five. So we have two spots already, right? We've gone yeah. Lions and Giants, and I think... And Houston. Oh, well, in terms of getting out. I'm sorry, I said Lions. I meant Texans and Giants are the two of the two teams that we think are picking inside the top five next year. Yes, yes, and, and look, even if I, I think Daniel Jones is in position to play better football, but anything that you think he gains in coaching and, and from experience in the past is lost when you think about the weapons in the offensive line. It's like sure. it's a make or break year for Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley, but I'm not sure that Joe Shane could have done a whole lot different. They just don't have the people around them players-wise, to get that done this year in my uh, mind. All right, make room. Make room. We need a third team in the top five. Just make make some room. Everybody oh, get I've, out. I see a couple that are coming, sir. I, I got two more. Well, get out of the <laughs> way because the, the Carolina Panthers would like to announce their presence into the into – the, this team is is directionless right now. Directionless. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. I, I don't like a lot about the Carolina Panthers, starting with their owner – their general manager and their head coach. I don't like any of those three things, and I that's, don't like their quarterback. That's the definition of being directionless, then. Well, I like the rest of the the situation. I, I I like the rest of it a lot. But 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 Joe, do okay. Let me ask you this question: If we had this conversation a year from now, is Matt Rule the coach in Carolina? I don't think he should be, but I'm not gonna like Dave Tepper has been oddly committed to him. With the he's messaging also been that he's oddly given. committed to this idea of getting a quarterback, and they have not done that well either. <laughs> Listen, I, I know the Panthers are such a hard team to discuss. Um, I, I look, I like the, everything but their coach, quarterback, GM, and head coach, and then that's crazy. I don't think they're picking in the top five. I think they're picking in the top ten. We can disagree here, but I, wow. I don't think they're. We, gonna, we, we are disagreeing here. The remainder of team here is is good enough. Like they're going to play good defense. They have weapons. They have an O line now. I, think, I don't think they're going to be a good football team, but can they win six, seven, eight games? I think so. I mean, when you talk about the top five, you're talking about a four or less win team. The Panthers won five games last year. I think they're a better team. I just think they're directionless. I, I think they, they, they should have pivoted and gotten a quarterback <laughs> this year. They did not. And, and, and think about it. Matt Corral might start games at some point this season. 
Right, but at least the remainder of teams pretty good. I, like I said, I don't think they're picking the top five. If you're a top five team, you're winning four or less games. Carolina won five last year. I think they win six, seven, eight games, something like that. Speaking of a team that's going to win four or less games this upcoming season, we are, just so everybody knows, the Giants technically had the seventh pick last year. We are changing it to the team that originally would have had the pick in order for the sake right. of this conversation. So it's the Chicago Bears. Joe, come on. They, they got to be in one of the... <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I'm with you, and I, I like Justin Fields. And look, I mean, it's just a tough spot, right? Like every, they have a new GM, a new said, head coach. Everything you said about Carolina, flip it, right? Like you, I like, like everything. Rest, you're like the rest yeah. of the roster. Great, yeah. don't have the quarterback yeah, situation. Fair. Chicago, love the quarterback. The rest of the situation, they got to figure that out. Just yeah, flip I'm it. with you. It's t- it, no, I'm with you. They're picking in the top five. There's not a whole lot to say. So we agree on three. So we agree on Houston, the Giants and the Bears right now, and we're through seven picks. You got it. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons picking eighth. Yeah, guess what? Welcome to the top five Atlanta Falcons. Your team's not good enough. It's not. I mean, wh- I-, I like Kyle Pitts. I like some of your offensive line. I like some of your young pass rushers. I like A.J. Terrell, but there are just holes all over this roster. You have a really underwhelming quarterback situation. Um, your team was bad last year and found a way to win seven games. I think a lot of that's just because of Matt Ryan and his ability to weather the storm at times. Um, they're they're going to take a step back this year, and I think they understand that, right? Like, I don't think it's going to be out of the expectations for Atlanta to lose three or so wins from last year's team. They They tried to kind of piece it together last year. It didn't work. Then they blew it up, and they lost a year in their process of getting back to being good. I think they go from seven wins to like three or four. Top five team all day long. So I I think Mariota can win enough games for them to stay out of the top five. What? With the, with what he has around him? I mean, they got Kyle Pitts. They got Cordell Patterson. They got Drake London. I mean, they're not com- – I mean, it's not great, but they're not completely devoid of offensive talent. Oh, you got to have like three dudes – now Joe, in the win, passing game. Joe, if they win five games, they might not be picking in the top five. Defensively, this team's still a mess. They, they got a little Carolina. bit better on the edge. They get to play Carolina twice a year. They're good. Carolina's They're, a better team than Atlanta. Oh, do we want do you want to make a it, you want to make a bet on who, who Oh yeah, I'm in on this. Of, I'm in on this. I think this gonna, we have one. Last. I forgot what it was already. Can, More I wins. Can. More wins between the Carolina Panthers and the Atlanta Falcons. I will. I'm in I, on Carolina. I will take Atlanta. All right, there it is. There it is. Draft dudes bet number two. I'm pretty sure. Don't remember yeah. the first one. Well, the first one because it's it's the the thesis of what draft dudes is. It's about Thomas Booker's snap counts from week seven oh through eighteen God. of the regular season. Like the oh fifty percent, the most draft dudes bet of all time. It's what we do on this show. I can't, I'm telling you, I'm taking that one home. Kyle thinks Thomas Booker's playing. Over fifty percent of the snaps in week seven through eighteen, brother. I also sh- I also should claim the dub already. I I took a I took a bet. I uh, we I booked a draft dudes related bet on our staff meeting a couple of weeks ago, in which I proclaimed, and I had this in two places. Both Jamie and Ryan Fowler of the Draft Network asked for this. Uh, I said the Patriots would finish last in the AFC East, and so I have booked the bet with oh. both of them. They both wanted the action there. So, so yeah. y- wow. Okay. All right. That's fun. We got some good bets started. It's only it's it's June first. June first. A lot of off season left. 
lot of stuff to be had before the season starts. And they just um, spark out of nowhere, like right there. Two more teams to talk about. We got Denver, mm -hmm. and we each have we each have one spot left in our proverb. Uh, two spots left in our proverbial top five, I believe. I have four teams in my top five. I have Houston, I have, the Giants, the Bears, and the Falcons. I have Houston, the Giants, the Panthers, and the Bears. So I have four. So you got five. You got four as well. So we, we only got one more spot. One more spot. Um, I know who's getting mine. So picking ninth was Seattle, but they got the pick from Denver. We, I think we can mm -hmm. very easily make this very, be very yeah. clear here. Denver's not mm -hmm. picking in the top five next next season. Yep. Okay. Easy. Congrats. Unless Russell, okay, let me just caveat before I get old takes exposed. Unless like Russell Wilson gets hurt or something like that. Like, sure. Don't have, sure. But they are not, as currently constructed, picking in the top 10 or top the five. The over under for wins, courtesy of our friends at Bet Online for the Denver Broncos, is 10. Yeah, okay. Okay. So, <laughs> um, By the way, Carolina, you, five and a half. What was the other ones we recently did? Atlanta? Atlanta, four and a half. Whoa. I feel Oh, there, good Tiger. That. I feel good about Do it. Do you? Bears six and a half. That seems a little high for me. That's ridiculously high. Give the Jacksonville give the two, six. Give those two wins that you gave to the Bears at six and a half. Just move those over to the Falcons at six and a half. The Giants at seven? That's ridiculous. Smash yeah. the under. Yeah. The Jets the at six. I would I would take the right. over, but I understand why that's the number. The last team, Seattle. And do we do you think Seattle is the team? Yes. Yeah, they're they're Geno Smith's over be under quarterback or Drew Locke. I mean, what what does this team have? They got a couple of good receivers, some running backs, man, offensive line. Defensively, this team is is a wreck. Mm -hmm. But quarterback, like this is the worst quarterback situation in the league. Eh, Houston might have something to say about that, but <laughs> I mean, they're right there. We're talking about a bottom tier quarterback situation, taking on a new direction as a team. Like they're. They're leaders. They're like Russell Wilson, Bobby Wagner, not even Carlos Dunlap's back. This team is is overhauling, and I have very low expectations for the Seahawks, so they round out my top five teams. I agree 100% with everything you said. I'd like to end on this note. I'd like to position to you three teams that I considered that were outside the top 10 that I could see getting into the top 10 for various different circumstances. Okay? Okay. Tell me if you agree with this. The three teams I thought, the Pittsburgh Steelers. Do you think they have top five potential or top no, 10? No, no, top 10 potential. Top 10 potential. Okay. If the quarterback play is shaky with Trubisky and they have to go to pick it earlier than anticipated. To which I would say their quarterback's been shaky the last couple of years. They made the playoffs last year with Ben. That's a great point. And Mike Tomlin just kind of just... Right, he is, just always gets it done. He just so there's, always gets to eight wins. Fair, okay. This right. is why I talk these things yeah. out with you because my, my yep. the, Okay, that's fair. Maybe we take the the Steelers off the list. I, listen, I I based on the bet I just shared with everybody, I do not think the Patriots are going to have a very good season, and so I think top ten's on the table because I think they could only win five or six games, and that would be top ten. <laughs> so okay, I'll reluctantly agree with you. I, I just the problem is possible. I see the course there for them. Yeah, I get you. And then the third team, team that's got a new head coach. They have a quarterback who gives away games like it's his job. They're in a tough division. They got to play Tom twice a year. The New Orleans Saints could pick in the top 10 next year. Oh, really? I think the Saints have a good chance of winning 10 games. If, if Jameis is awful, can you see how we get there? 
Oh, well, I think so. I mean, that, like, that's the only argument I have. Yeah, that's literally. I like their weapons case. as much as I ever have. Their O line, D line's really good. Their secondary's good. Quarterback play, man. That's the only reason why I think it's possible. I'm not. I'm not proclaiming that it's yeah. them. I'm just giving you three teams that I immediately thought of. Because yeah. let, let's be real here. Look at the rest of the teams that just picked right outside the top ten. I don't think Baltimore's picking in the top ten next year. I don't think Minnesota's picking in the top 10 next year, although they could. You could apply the same stuff I said about New Orleans with their quarterback with Minnesota and Kirk Cousins. I don't think the Chargers, I think the Eagles are a better team than they were a year ago, even though if the quarterback plays a little bit up in the air. Like, maybe if Carson Wentz is a disaster in Washington, they picked 11th last year. So Washington was a team I was kind of expecting you to say. They, they, you, you want to take New Orleans off the list and put I would on the list. I, 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 I can get on board with that. I, but I'm also like I, I got to give you a lot of credit here, Chris. It's the end of the show, and you just chose to piss off three more fan bases, man. That's what like, I do, man. For absolutely no reason whatsoever, <laughs> Chris Schubert, ladies and gentlemen. A big shout out to our friends over at Bet Online for their continued support. Chris and I are back again tomorrow for you. Going to have a great conversation. I have some ideas. I'll, I'll, I'll pitch them to you when we get done. Would love it if you took a second to rate, review, share, and subscribe to our podcast. Have a great rest of your day, and we look forward to catching up with you again tomorrow. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.